Welcome back to another episode of How Dare You Love Yourself, where we talk all about motivation, self-love, good energy, and most importantly, loving the world and ourselves. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Annika. And this week, we have decided to dive deeper into university life. So our first university episode, A Guide to Starting University, is actually the most consistently listened to episode in our entire podcast regime is no it's not a regime what would Serious? you call it Serious? yeah <laughs> regime <laughs> in our podcast series um so we did a lot of brainstorming and we thought that it would be a great idea now that university has officially gone back for the year to talk about how to succeed at uni life or how to do really really well especially for people where this is a completely new environment for them they could be first years um they could be moving unis you know so many different contexts but we thought that it would be good to talk about how to do well at uni before we get in too far into this episode we actually just wanted to share a big disclaimer that um we kind of talked about a little bit last episode but university is definitely not the only option for people straight out of high school It's only like one option among thousands of others, including TAFE, moving straight into the workforce, gap years, interning, traveling, um, and a plethora of other directions you can take. Um, So just because kind of we both study at university, this is what's most familiar to us and we feel the best or the most equipped to like offer advice on that. Mm. Um, And we're going into our third year of uni diversity now. So we've kind of been there, done that a little bit, still a lot to learn. Um, But we wanted to give you actionable advice from our own experience. Um, So, though, keep an eye out for future episodes where we will talk more about, like, writing a perfect resume, succeeding in job, interviews, and more options for university, if university isn't the course in life for you. Yeah, yeah. Now let's get into the episode. So, what are some time management tips? Because I feel like going into uni time is of the essence like 13 weeks sounds like a long time but you are covering innumerable amounts of content Mm -hmm. every single week so what is some of your time management tips so for me and I think you have the same vibe so I'll let you explain a little bit more about this but um I try to stay a week or two on top of readings yeah and uni in general when I can um so I'll let you expand on that a little bit more later. Um, But Mm -hmm. for me, it's also really helpful to dedicate certain days to doing certain things with university. So um, specifically like this semester, I found that doing my lectures on Wednesdays is actually the best day for me to do it. Um, And that's going to come, I'm going to bring that up a little bit later when we talk about like productivity, um, like in general and study tips Mm -hmm. in a future episode. Um, but one of the things I find most helpful is actually figuring out, like, with university, there are a couple of different, like, agents, I guess, that you are reliable on Mm -hmm. for studying and success. So one of them is obviously, like, your university lectures and university professors. So for me, like, a source of great frustration in terms of time management is actually waiting on professors to upload things. Yeah. Um, they're human too. Not everyone's, you know, on the ball every single day. So mm-hmm. for me, even though the lectures are recorded and usually released on Mondays, I actually find that 
the timing of when they're released is not predictable. And so instead of waiting on Monday and being like, oh, I'll just do the lecture when the lecture comes out and then wasting hours before that kind of waiting, um, I've just decided I'm going to take all of the like risk factor of the lectures being released on time out of it and just do them on Wednesday instead. Yeah, that's um, good. Yeah, so I think that my first, I guess, overarching time management tip would be take the waiting game out and set a day that works for you to get things done where you know that certain factors like um, lectures being released, etc. are going to be available and ready for you so that when it's that day to do the lecture or whatever it is, you're actually, it's it's ready. You don't need to wait Mm -hmm. on anything. All you got to wait is your own, all you have to wait on is your own like motivation to do it, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. How about I would you? definitely, I would agree. So I think it was this semester last year. So semester one of my second year, all of the readings for the entire semester had been released at, like in week one. So we had access to all of the readings, which was awesome because I maintained like being a week ahead. So because yeah. I knew what the reading was going to be, if I was going into week three, I'd actually be doing week four slash week five's readings. I was always a week ahead. And this was something that was so good because if I was sick one week or if something came up out of the blue, it was kind of a buffer that, oh, I cannot do the reading this week and I'm actually still going to be ahead. This semester, unfortunately, doesn't have that luxury. They are releasing the week, the readings on a week by week basis which is so fun (laughs) frustrating (laughs) but I'm kind of the same as you like um it's Sunday night at the moment that we're recording this and today I pretty much um a few of my courses release the lectures for the week on a Sunday so I do those lectures like now and do the readings that are released now and then there's some readings and lectures that are released on the Monday similar to what Annika said um, because of my work schedule and uni schedule, I can't touch those till a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I am in the mindset where a Sunday afternoon and a Thursday afternoon are kind of my uni devoted times. Yeah. And I think that this is really good if you get into the habit of having a set time or a set day or days of the week that you focus on uni and you get that into your routine. Um, it helps you get because, your mindset so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because then it's not, oh, I have to do it here and one reading tomorrow and something tomorrow night. It's like if I sit down and I give myself four hours to do this, like it needs to get done in these four hours. And then you have more time on your other days for like social stuff or to work um, or to do other things on your to-do list. I was going to say, I feel like the same principle can definitely apply for the fact that um like you can have allocated rest days as well like yeah um I always find this helps me like if I know that like for example on Thursday afternoons like I have to do uni then I know Mm -hmm. Friday afternoons I can have the time off and like I and then but if I have to then work on Fridays it's even that much harder to get myself in the mindset whereas like Mm -hmm. I always show up to Thursdays knowing I've got to work so it just Mm -hmm. like immediately helps to kind of get into like more of a productive efficient mindset yeah definitely agree What's something else that you would suggest for time management? I think one of the other things that you also had, um, we can kind (laughs) of have a conversation about this. I know. I feel like our organization time management tips for uni are very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the main things that I've learned is that I always try to leave some time open in my week for 
things like group meetings (laughs) and things that are unpredictable that can come up the day before the day of a week before but the the underlining key factor here is that they're unpredictable yeah um unlike high school for example where you know you've got like the 8 30 3 30 and mm-hmm. like you know you've got this extracurricular after school like university is nowhere near as structured and no the most I think like the key factor here as well is that not everyone has the same structure as you yeah so even though some people like you may have the same classes as everyone people start to work in university people join clubs and societies and they do other fun things with their life like their lives are not necessarily uh orientating around university like I feel like a lot of people you know obviously like to for school guaranteed there's going to be one person in your group who works at a cafe so they work at like 7 a.m in the morning till 3 in the afternoon and then you have someone else who works at a bar or at a club or at a restaurant and yeah. their shift is five in the afternoon till midnight so like it's it's hard to organize time and you have to make time for it 100 percent. and group projects are really common in uni like it's a very real world approach to life like they really Mm -hmm. try to kind of create like a lot of collaboration so just it's it's really easy to fill your schedule and to look at a calendar and be like okay nine to five I've got this like blah 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 but just like leaving open some key spaces and trying to be a little bit flexible when organizing Mm -hmm. things like meetings and like sacrifice compromise is also I think really important for time management yeah and going off those lines don't leave anything to the last minute especially with a group project like can you imagine if there's someone in the group that is like oh I always leave things to the last minute so I'm gonna do this two days before the assignment's due everyone else in the group has to pick up their slack like don't be that person yeah don't be that person like it same thing like if if you're someone that goes oh I always leave it to the last minute because you know diamonds form under pressure like that's great for you I literally (laughs) hate that saying so much it's literally just an excuse to be disorganized like I know I know but like everyone else in your group if you're not communicating that everyone else is like what the hell is this person doing they've had nine weeks to write this I don't know contextual background 200 word essay and they're not doing it and so it's just not fair on everyone else so I think just be considerate empathetic and just don't leave it to the last minute (laughs) 100% literally please like the amount of times the amount of stress it's caused me as a very not last minute person to have to wait for last minute is like I've like there have been plenty of times I've just written it for them and just been like I'm just fed up with this and you know sometimes I think that's what they want ultimately yeah um which is so irritating but yeah time management is really important with uni but even okay like if you are a last minute person and it works well for you that's fine but do that with your own individual assignments Mm -hmm. like prioritize the group assignments if you're a last minute person to get them done first and then do the other tasks that you know are just like your individual waiting last minute mm-hmm. right like just kind of have some common I feel like this is be making me very passionate <laughs> because like group projects can kind of be the death of me or they can be really enjoyable and fun depending on your group so just be I mean like, something respectful that... yeah yeah that's a hundred percent it just be respectful something that I have done for like every group project is in the very first meeting. I like set the standards. Like I'm I'm nice, but I'm like, guys, I'm just telling you now, we're not doing this the day that it's due. And mm-hmm. I literally say that in the nicest way possible. And I'm like, 
we need to finish this a week early. I'm like, so it might say that the due date is the 5th of March. That is incorrect. The due date is the 1st of March. We have to get this done by the 1st. And then it gives you a buffer period because it's not going to be done by the 1st, but the majority of it will be done by the 1st. And then everyone's working towards that goal and it gives you like a buffer period. So try and suggest it in a nice way. Be like, guys, why don't we try and finish it a week early? But say it as in like, we're going to finish a week early. Yep, cool. Let's go. I feel like this is a nice way to segue into tips for studying because one of the things that I Mm. wanted to mention is the importance of setting artificial deadlines for tasks. Yeah. So, um, like, as Kaylee was saying, setting a due date that's a couple of days or a week before the task is actually done and then working backwards from there gives you a lot of wriggle room. Things go wrong in life. You may be waiting on some people Mm -hmm. to do certain things. Um, But also even, like, going a step further than that, making artificial deadlines throughout the tasks so like if you've got five weeks to do a task Mm -hmm. knowing by the end of week one research needs to be done end of week two first draft end of week three draft two end of week four editing blah 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 blah. but actually kind of setting those dates and like even collectively as a group as well that can be helpful setting those dates and creating like artificial deadlines before the task is due Mm -hmm. will save you from doing last minute panics it'll make sure you're consistently working without having to like overwork remember we're working smarter not harder yeah yeah um and overall I found them to be like really beneficial for me with university when it's very self-led like you don't have teachers you don't have tutors being like you don't. have you done this task like you've only got a week before this is due like it's it's all self-driven so mm-hmm. you need to be organized especially with due dates I've actually found that some of the best group tasks I've ever done is when we say guys by week five this is going to be done and then by week seven this is going to be done like the best results in any of my assignments have come from when we do that and set those um what did you call them artificial deadlines yeah those are good I like that and one of my other tips for studying are to-do lists which we've Mm -hmm. done an entire episode on because Kayla and I literally like fanatics yeah we're obsessed to-do lists so Go listen to that episode if you want more details, but basically write a to-do list, check the to-do list tasks off, and you will feel Mm -hmm. the best cathartic release of your entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some, like, one practical thing where, like, if I could save anyone the trouble of doing this because I've been stuck before, like, please take this advice on any readings that you do, write the page number next to the quote. I have, like... 30 quotes per reading if not more if there's like a 50 page reading I I have at least 30 quotes write the page number next to the quote because when you're doing your assignment like I kind of have Mm. all my readings on this one document so if it's on um like digital marketing I'm gonna command f digital marketing and any quote that has digital marketing in it I'm gonna have a look at and be like okay which one can I use for my assignment it is so much easier when the reference is already done and the page number is sitting next to the quote. Otherwise, you're going to be mindlessly scrolling through like 20 to 80 pages of readings trying to find where this quote is located. So save yourself the time and the energy and just write the page number next to the quote as you're taking the notes. Dude, I literally did that today. 
That's so embarrassing. I haven't written... I did write the page numbers next to my quotes last year, but this year I just haven't for some reason. <gasps> no! And so I literally, today I had to hand in an assignment and I was like scrolling through trying to find the quote. Like, no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Seriously, follow Kaylee's advice with that. Especially the ones that are PDFs. And oh, like they yes. um, And it's like a it? scan? Where it's they, a scan. Yeah, they've scanned it. So you actually can't command F anything because it's a picture. It's not a document. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's just so chaotic for me. Write the page number next to it. If you want to be extra fancy, do the paragraph number as well. But Do you write, like, do you, when you read your readings, do you read through and you're like, oh, okay, this is a really good quote. I'm going to quote this directly. Or, and then, like, for other quotes that, like, don't necessarily need to be quoted, but you need to write the information down, you just paraphrase? Or no. do you just, like type exactly what the I do the exact quote so okay. I'd rather have the exact quote there and then paraphrase four weeks later when the assignment's due than like paraphrasing a paraphrase 100%. if that makes yeah. sense yeah. like I'd rather have the quote there and then I can reword it or use it or paraphrase instead of just having like notes about the reading yeah if that makes sense yeah no I'm the same I'm the same um, another thing, if they give you any sort of practice exam questions, do them. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. just just do it. It. I have found that sometimes a question on the practice exam is the exact same as a question on the actual exam, yep. especially like multiple choice ones. If they gave you like a hundred different multiple choice questions, chances are one of them is going to be exactly the same or very similar to one that's in your actual exam. Just do them. It'll make you so much more prepared and it will tell you what you do and don't know. Mm -hmm. Like Annika knows this 100%. I'll be like, I I know my stuff. I know my stuff. And she'll go, okay, cool. Let's do a practice quiz together. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, guys, this is not okay. This is really bad. I don't know anything. Like, it makes you so aware of what you do and don't know. Practice exams and practice questions literally humble you so much. Like, they make me anxious because I'm like, this test is going to call me out. It's going to be like, honey, you actually have no idea what you're doing. What are you just... Don't go study. It rips away that like false confidence. But that's yes. what you need that. Like if you want to succeed, you need someone to like rip off the band-aid. And this yeah. is the practice, you know, like you just need even it's also really helpful, even if the exact question isn't there, just knowing like the overall structure and kind of like mm-hmm. syntax and vibe of the questions I find yes. really helpful before going in as well. Yeah, because sometimes they might say, Oh, we're going to quiz you on definitions. And then the question is gonna be the most random and oddly word question Mm. asking you for a definition of something it just it won't make sense and so getting used to the language that they use how they ask the questions whether you need examples or not all that kind of stuff yep 100% one of the other things that I have found really helpful is um moving my phone somewhere else if that Mm. is something that I find distracting I have this really bad habit of like wanting to just text Kaylee every time I'm about to do a task for uni and complain about it (laughs) before I can actually get in and just start doing the task. So, like, I've tried to minimise that not only for Kaylee's sake but also for my (laughs) sake. No, I actually really enjoy it because when I'm so over this particular unit and then you message me and you're like, dude, I'm about to do this assignment and I just – I hate this unit – I just breathe this sigh of relief and it feels like someone's giving me a hug. Like, I understand you. It it sucks. 
it's just like it's cathartic for me to be able to like text someone who kind of understands and be like oh I've got to do this so I don't want to yeah but um stop myself from doing that like while I'm studying I yeah usually just the the main trick is you don't even have to put it in a different room I mean sometimes you do depending on like how tempted you are mm-hmm. but the whole mind brain trick is just put it where you cannot see it so yeah. I put it in the drawer next to me and I can't see it. It's right next to me. Like, I can reach it, but I can't see it. So I don't, like, the amount of times I think about it is way less than if it was sitting yeah. like, right in front of me. Yeah. I now want to move on to some resources. So, like, actual resources that we use that we find are really helpful. Do you want to go first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of mine is um, just kind of in general having friends that you can ask questions to mm-hmm. or even a tutor that you have developed a good relationship to is really important. Um, I find having people who do the same kind of course to just like relieve some anxiety just to double check like hey I've done Mm -hmm. everything for this week but is that all I had to do like just relieving the stress and having like a bounce board I guess with that is really Mm -hmm. helpful Um, and same goes for tutors in uni you have to make the most out of your tutors they will not approach you to help you right (laughs) You have to approach them for help. And, like, literally nine out of ten times that you do, they'll be willing to help and they're open to it. There have been times, like, I learned my lesson the hard way last semester. There was a tutor that Kaylee and I had who was very unapproachable and we did not like him. And we were like, we're not going to meet with him. I don't like him. I don't want to ask him questions. He's so rude, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it got to the point where we were literally so desperate. <laughs> so we arranged a meeting and I, the brave soul, Annika arranged it. Them. There was like eight of us in the group. Who attended the Zoom call with the tutor, Annika, and Annika alone? It was just Annika and the tutor. I was literally shitting my pants for four This guy was, was so unapproachable. <laughs> anyway but he was actually like why didn't you guys come to me sooner like I'm so down to help like I mean he's he wasn't like you know nice about it but he was like (laughs) he was willing to help I guess so I was like you know lesson learned next time I need help even if the tutor's unapproachable that's their job right like just go and ask them for help and honestly that help saved us from a fail. Like, it is the only thing oh that saved us from failing that course, I swear. It really is. It really is. We would have gotten, like, a 20 out of 100 oh, for that assignment. So rough, so rough. <laughs> okay, what are your resources? Um, I have a really, really quick one. Download Grammarly. Like, mm. you're going to need it. Download it. Have it there. You do not want to lose marks for silly punctuation and spelling errors yeah. like me. Uni professors are like really care about grammar and syntax. Yeah. Yeah. So get Grammarly. It's going to correct you. It's like so mindless. You don't even do it. The computer does it for you. So download it. Your problems are solved. Mm -hmm. One that I want to bring up um, is one that I was like, oh, I'm not going to use that. It's literally the only thing that I use when I'm trying to find resources and articles and research papers and essays. Google Scholar. Like, I, I always use Google Scholar. The number of resources that I find on there, I actually don't really need to find anything else because I know that they're pretty much, they're like, they're reputable. Um, and nine times out of 10, if you click the quotation marks, it gives you the reference for that particular text. Um, for example, APA or Harvard. So it has a list of different references. Um, it's not 100% accurate though. So there could be some little form of error that it's missed. So yeah, don't just copy and paste, it. like make sure you double check. But um, if you just need to like 
pop a a resource into your notes. It's really, really beneficial. And so many times, um, like an actual reading for uni, I find on Google Scholar. So they'll, they'll say like, access this reading but they don't give it to us Mm. it's nine times out of ten on google scholar and you're able to find it that way um instead of having to borrow it from the library or buy the book or do any of that stuff but i actually find that that's such a good resource and even if google scholar is not your thing i actually haven't tried it i've been meaning to um but finding one source of um like referencing like a one referencing Mm -hmm. guide that you can stick to with everything usually the university will provide one for you so use that and stick to it just to Mm -hmm. make sure there's consistency between everything Mm -hmm. um but that's also really helpful for me like I just have a referencing guide from the University of Sydney and it gives me like every single type of article that I could need or you know type of source and I just go to that for everything yeah yeah but Google Scholar does sound a lot easier so no it's really good um now one that like one of the last ones that I wanted to bring up is one that we both have on our list Quizlet Mm. so you have that it's really great for learning languages I found that it was really good for definitions and stuff which I guess is very similar to learning languages but if you have to remember a definition for something or examples of something um you create like these flashcards but you can also play games So like memory match games and like how quickly can you type the answers? Like they have really cool games on there. And there was sometimes like before the marketing exam where I'd be sitting on the train for 40 minutes. If I played a 10 minute game, it would like get the information in my head and help me remember it because this is just quick and easy stuff that you want to be able to recall super, super efficiently. So it's really good to help you with um, like little definitions and pieces of content that you just need to always know. 100%. And for languages, for me, I use the flashcard. Actually, I think I use the write function on Quizlet, Um, but uh, it allows me to write in both like the answer in English, so like Italian Mm -hmm. to English or whatever language to English, and then vice versa. I can go English to Italian. Yeah, you can swap it. So it like it makes sure that I know it off by heart, and you can also mm-hmm. do a function that's just listening. So the um like this little robot voice will like read the <laughs> word for you, and that helps me also with like listening practice. So there's a buongiorno. whole range of tools. Yeah, <laughs> Um, there's a whole bunch of listening tools, and also you can find sets that people have made before as well. Like there, yeah. or there's like an online community of sets, I guess. Like different study sets that you can use so mm-hmm. if if you don't feel like typing out all of the like definitions yourself chances are someone's already done it for you and you can just mm-hmm. use their set mm-hmm. any others before we wrap it up my last one is command f on everything <laughs> <laughs> especially when you have an open book exam do not mm-hmm. spend time reading through your notes command f that shit literally yep. my mantra <laughs> We need to remember to put the explicit tab on this episode. I know, my God, sorry, my bad. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. <sighs> okay, um, well, that officially kind of wraps up the part two of the Succeeding at Uni um, episode. I mm-hmm. feel like if we need a part three, we'll do a part three. So let yeah. us know. We're going to listen to you guys. We're going to listen to our stats on lis- listen- listenership. Is that a... Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Who listens yep. to what? How many listens we get? <laughs> So um, if this one gets a lot of success, then like, chances are we'll do a part three. Um, and mm-hmm. let us know, of course, if you've got any questions or wanted any tips or advice 
that we haven't covered today. Yeah. So yeah. without further ado, Kaylee, what is your song of the week? My song is called Dear August by Noah Cyrus and PJ Harding. I just... I love the duo. Oh, have you heard the song? Not this song, but I know the song, You Belong to Somebody Else. By yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of like a bit... Um, it's similar. Similar vibes, I'd say. Yeah. I love what about Noah you? Cyrus. I know, I know. Um, real we're matching this week because mine is August <laughs> by Taylor Swift <laughs> from her folklore album. Guys, it's, been... it's March. It's March right now. I know. Let's just preface we're that. We're not even on theme. God. Um, on my TikTok a lot recently, I've been getting a lot of Taylor Swift content, and it's like, if you're that girl who listens to folklore and like daydreams and reads books and like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I am that girl. I'm gonna listen to folklore. <laughs> I actually love that album though. That is such a good album. It, it is. It's actually it's grown on me. Like at first I was like, this is so different to what she's done before, but I yeah. really do like it. I really, I actually was one of the ones where I was like, oh, this is a new album. But when I listened to it, I think I listened to the whole album on like a f- hour car trip or something, and mm. I was like, whoa, this yeah. is really good. And you Just know that it's storytelling. a love trilogy. Yes, because she's broken it up into three parts. Yeah, yeah. So I love it. Good. She's so creative. I know. And our sustainability tips, where I was actually inspired, I changed hair care brands this week. Mm-hmm. And the okay. new one that I'm using is called Davines. Um, I can link it if anyone's interested. Um, but they sell like filler packs for their shampoo and conditioner. Um, so first of all, all of their bottles are like reusable, totally clean. I, I mean, I, all of my like beauty care is clean yeah. and cruelty free, obviously. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> And so they, you don't have to actually buy like a new bottle of shampoo conditioner every time. They have like refiller packs, um, which obviously limits the amount of like plastic waste um, mm-hmm. and just general waste that's uh, like emitted every year. So, so even if you don't use this brand Davines, like try to find brands that you can get like filler packs. Like I know Lush is a really good and famous example of a brand mm-hmm. that does that. Um, just so you're trying to like limit your carbon footprint as much as you can. Yep. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you guys so much for this week. Um, let us know if you want us to go into more depth about anything, but we've really enjoyed talking all about uni and we hope that some of these things are helpful. Bye, everyone. Bye.